Okay, so this is our uh, lunar observance night, and it's the uh, uh, first lunar observance night since the entering of the formal Vasa period, the rain, the uh, traditional rains retreat um, that we uh, keep in, well, in Buddhist tradition, certainly in in uh, Thailand and it and uh, Southeast Asian countries, India, uh, it's the it's the monsoon season, it's rainy season, and so it is a period of uh, of retreat and, uh, and and practice and particularly um, in in the monasteries that I was trained in. In Thailand, then this would be a time of kind of reviewing and renewing uh, commitment to uh, both the formal practice as well as the um, study and practice of our monastic discipline, and uh, and so that there's I think there's already been several uh, vinaya classes for the uh, for the monks. And uh, I thought this evening it'd probably be useful to just to uh, really maybe review and and uh, reflect on on the, the meditation practice, and uh, you because know, I think it's it's really important for for us all. Um, whether you're a new practitioner or somebody who's been practicing for a long time, uh, to be reviewing and recollecting what is the uh, what's the relationship to one's formal practice? What is the you know, how do I keep a sense of of a kind of a refreshed interest uh, in the uh, in in the meditation, because um, if anything that we do, if we just do it over and over again, then it can become old and stale and and uh, and boring. And and if one allows the meditation to drift into that kind of perspective, then uh, yeah, then then one's practice and training doesn't really flourish or or mature uh, so it's really important to to um, you know be taking the time from time to time and certainly each year a couple times a year doing uh, a, a kind of a you know hitting the reset button and and uh, Making sure that your 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 uh, your relationship to the meditation practice is 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 on course, um, so that uh, say for myself, um, I've been practicing for a long time. This is my fiftieth rains retreat, so um, I've been doing this for a while, and. And I remember, I think it was maybe when, when people ask me about 
Let's see, but my, and certainly over this last few years, several years, many years, uh, people ask me about my, see, my life or my biography and my um, practice. And one of the, uh, um, how I practice, but one of the things that, that uh, um, as a reflecting on it, um, it's sort of like, like the practice, meditation practice, the study and of and and uh, exploration of the Buddha's teachings. Um, uh, I find, you know, really uh, interesting and and invigorating and uh, and. Uh, which is the first that I can remember when I first ordained, um, and I was just so bored of everything, <laughs> and, and uh, I just didn't find much interested me. Uh, and you think, well, you do something you're fifty fifty years, you think you get bored of it, but. Um, I, that's the to me that's the beauty and the uniqueness of the of the Buddha's teaching and his is this this training of the heart uh, that uh, it's it, there is is something to keep getting interested and re refreshed with all the time and so that that. Uh, Picking up the, uh, I think that theme of refreshing is really important because you, you know, like just uh, taking the the you know, your 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 fundamental. Uh, I mean, some pretty basic things. I mean, you sit down, cross your legs, um, and you breathe. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's about as basic as it gets, um, but you need to be mindful, you need to be present, you need to be alert, and you have to keep renewing that and refreshing that alertness and presence. And, and so that as one does that, when one, when one does sit down, cross one's leg, Paying attention to posture—that's um, um, that sense of of really paying attention to a balanced, relaxed posture. Um, uh, again, anything that we do—if we do it over and over again—we can just kind of slump into it, uh, and and. Uh, and it's you know that's a good, I mean, that's a, a, a that's kind of an ordinary default option option in the human experience, um, but to just give that little extra interest and you know, pay attention to the the posture. You don't if you're too stiff, too tight, too um, too ramrod straight, you'll really that gets tiring, um, and if it's too you know, too loose, too lackadaisical, 
that gets tiring as well. So it's just really learning how to get a balance and using the using the physical posture as a as a uh, as a basis for exploration. Um, how do you relax into something as as basic as as sitting down? Uh, so just that that sense of uh, getting your posture so that the the back is upright. Um, you've got a a cushion that works for you, uh, or or not. I mean, some people are uh, certainly. Uh, when I was beginning my training, um, beginning my training, and for all pretty much all the time I lived in Thailand, I mean, a cushion and a mat was was unheard of. Um, you. Uh, and and because certainly in the in Thailand and particularly the northeast of Thailand, everybody grew up on the floor, and and uh, they were they were used to sitting cross-legged for long periods of time, and they were comfortable like that. Um, and, you know, I've told the story many times of of the uh, uh, one of the monks going off to to. Uh, uh, the north of Thailand and living with a teacher who really emphasized sitting in full lotus and uh, and so he came back and and then was giving a giving a talk to the uh, to the villagers and the, uh, you know and the little old ladies who come for the the uh, uh, lunar observance and and they no, and 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 they join for the whole night to do chanting, meditation, listening to talks, and and uh, so he got them to uh, sit in 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 full lotus, and it was sort of like you know, boop, pop, and, you know, sit there. And you, I mean, what's the big deal? <laughs> it's, 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 uh, uh, but yeah, for us it's a bit more difficult, so that uh, you know we just don't have that 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 familiarity with sitting on the floor. So just learning how to uh, learning <laughs> learning the basics and getting uh, either uh, uh, you know if one's not at all comfortable and on uh, uh, to be sitting in a chair or a bench or. Uh, having a cushion or a couple cushions and and uh, but main thing is that you can relax into the posture so that you can pay attention to the the balance of the posture and the kind of the uprightness of the spine uh, and so that the shoulders are are nice and and, and kind of square and straight and your arms are hanging loosely from from the shoulders. Your head is sitting um, upright. And it's not sort of you're not sort of leaning forward too much. You're not leaning backwards. You're not off to one side or the other. It's uh, a nice balanced posture because when you sit for long periods of time and 
and relax into the breathing, then you want to be able to just let the body go, let the body settle. Um, it's not that you don't that you try to disregard the body, but it's more like the body. If you allow the body to be really comfortable and uh, alert and and upright, uh, you can just let it let it be, and, you, and then you can relax into the into the rhythm of the of the breath, and and then just experimenting with paying attention to the, the sensation at the tip of the nose or the sensation at the back of the throat or the sensation at the chest or the sensation at the abdomen. Um, it's not... Uh, it's just getting a familiarity with the, the rhythm of the breath and the sensation of the breath and allowing to... And you don't want to be trying to control the breath, but sometimes you do want to modulate the breath so that you're 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 allowing a sense of what 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 is actually useful for relaxing and settling. Kind of a okay, a nice easy long breath. Sometimes a short breath. Um, sometimes a forceful breath, sometimes a really relaxed breath. I mean, uh, you want to be paying it, not trying, again, not controlling, but it's sort of seeing. Well, what is it that helps alertness and 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 attention? Uh, because we, um, you know, again, as you're looking at balances, uh, because we can get. And so that alertness and attention is, is how do we develop a, a continuity of attention so that it's sustainable and, and interesting. Um, that, that's a, uh, um, and so you have to learn how to be comfortable with the breath and learn how to be uh, present with the, okay, when it's... Uh, like this, uh, am I uh, relaxing? Am I settling? Am I uh, nice and balanced? Is it nice and even? Uh, and and it's just and you learn through that for with, with just experimenting. Uh, this is the sort of thing that doesn't come through. Uh, just again forcing or or through theory it's it's through through doing it and getting so familiar with the uh, what are you know how, when do we tighten up when do we when do we drift um when when do we get, get sloppy when do we get obsessed about something and it's, it's really important to pay attention to the to to that that interplay between the body and the mind, because uh, sometimes we get overly obsessed with the mind, the me and my thinking, uh, that it 
it uh, it's just it's kind of neurotic um, but you really want to learn from the different thought patterns and the moods that come up uh, and one of the ways you can really learn about the moods is is I mean of course you pay attention to the content, but you want to be paying attention to how it feels. And that's where, the, again, this coming back to the body is so important. Because learning, what, is it, what does it feel like when we're upset about something? What does it feel like when we're worried about something? What what do, what's the sort of the whole body mind feeling uh, when we're we just want something so badly uh, and and because it's it's not like you again it's not like you're trying to control but you're really trying to learn um, what it feels like this is one of the things that Ajahn Chah said. Uh, that really made an impression on me was that the, the language of Dhamma is the language of feeling. It's, it's not, uh, this is not, not about philosophy or, or, uh, um, uh, or, or idealization of anything. It's, how do you feel? And, and bottom line, as, as the Buddha pointed to as the foundation of his teaching, um, is there's this fundamental suffering, this dissatisfaction, this discontent, this dis-ease that we all don't want to experience, and we keep repeating it over and over again, so that... that uh, um, you want to get a, a handle on that through, you know, through feeling. Uh, and the meditation is really important for getting a sense of what are the moods, what are the patterns of mind, what are the, what are the, the, um, those habits and conditioning that we carry into um, our relationship to ourself and relationship to the world around us. Uh, we ha really have to learn how to hold up a mirror uh, and see that. And, that and, and the mirror that we hold up is our, yeah, our meditation and our attention to a, a simple meditation object like the breath. Um, I mean, there are many See, in Buddhist practice, there are many different meditation objects, but uh, the the one the Buddha himself taught the most frequently, uh, and and the one that the Buddha himself said uh, was was his uh, kind of go-to object of meditation is mindfulness of breathing. Um, and of course, and I said, as I said, I mean, the, he taught many different techniques, and it's not that you can't um, use them, experiment with them, try them as, as either primary objects or adjuncts 
to the breath, but I think it's really important to become very, very familiar with the uh, with the breath. For most people, it's accessible. For most people, it's uh, it 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 can be the fundamental object, and then you can learn different things from as you go on. But you've got something to fall back to uh, uh, all the time, and particularly, as I say, in the the, the beginning, a period of of the formal rains retreat or any period of retreat that we do, it's helpful to review and refresh our relationship to our practice and to our meditation in particular. And so to give oneself that, on a certain level, it's giving oneself a gift. Um, we, uh, um, it's an it's an act of generosity to toward oneself to really give oneself the time and the the attention the effort to uh, really try to clarify uh, you know one's relationship to uh, to the practice one of the things that that uh, is important to recognize, um, say, when we, um, say, begin a period of practice, uh, or when we begin a meditation, or whenever, um, is uh, is the the sense of stepping back from the the things that complicate and proliferate the mind. Because um, it's, I mean, that as a, a habit that keeps us off balance and suffering, um, it's those, those the, the, the things that, that you sort of taint the, this, the steadiness or clarity of the mind. And that's when the Buddha's in the idiom that the, that the Buddha uses in his meditation instructions. Um, uh, of course, there's the emphasis on um, taking refuges, which you, 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 you just did. Uh, where you're actually clarifying, well, what are the fundamental, what's most important to me? Um, and so that uh, Buddha Dhamma Sangha, having a refuge in, uh, in, 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 in truth, in, in uh, the example of integrity, the example of the awakening uh, of the Buddha himself. Is this, is, oh, that's what's really important, that's what's really a refuge. Um, having a, but one, but one of the things so so that the, and clarifying one's one's refuges, clarifying one's one's sila, one's virtue, one's integrity, uh, because that tends to, um, and again as a, um, a on a lunar observance night we do it on a. It's a ceremony 
uh, that that the lay community does, and and then for the monastics, we do a renewal of our uh, and the uh, novices and agarikas. Um, we do a renewal of our precepts because it's so important to establish a wholesome relationship with our actions of body and speech. Um, because the the reality of having a human body and mind is we remember what we've done. <laughs> and, and you want to not be plagued by memories that kind of just uh, don't make the mind happy. Uh, this, this is a very fundamental uh, thing. And, and uh, so that sense of clarifying the refuge, clarifying the, the relationship to sila, uh, and, and that, because th these, that clarity of those fundamentals it brings a happiness to the mind, an ease. Um, and having that ease brings a certain delight. And that's a great basis for c c going forward in the development of the heart. Um, as one does that and then takes the time, sets the intention to, to train the heart, um the finding a, a suitable suitable time suitable situation coming into the hall being at one's dwelling place um then reflecting on that that that, that stepping back in the idiom that the the buddha uses and it's a um, secluded from sensuality, secluded from unwholesome states. And it's a, uh, um, uh, that stepping back from the things that complicate and proliferate the mind. So stepping back from that, that, cons that pursu constant pursuit of gratification, stimulation, um, looking for a kind of a, kind of a, a sensory excitement, um, you know, whether it's out of, just out of habit or out of boredom, uh, but learning how to be content within oneself without having, having to, and, and certainly in a mo this modern era, I mean, the avenues of sensory and sensual stimulation are kind of endless. And it doesn't really make for a whole lot of happiness or peace. Um, so that learning how to be content and happy within simplicity uh, and having some physical quiet um, being in is a being in one's guti, being in one's home being in one in a meditation hall and just taking an interest into like what's it feel like to be quiet 
Uh, what's it feel like to allow the mind to settle rather than um, poking it all the time to get more stirred up? So that that sense of of uh, you know uh, secluded from sensual sensuality, sen- secluded from sensual pleasures. Um, sensual stimulation, secluded from unwholesome states. Uh, so that's being, stepping back from irritation, aversion, ill will. A good way of doing that is don't read the news. <laughs> it's just, you know, and, you know, pe- people feel they've got an obligation to know what's going on all the time. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's irritating. <laughs> so, and, and what you find, you know, what you find, what gets, what gets into the media is not what makes you peaceful or, 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 or contented or happy. It's what stirs up indignation and 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 uh, and contention. It's just, it's just. It's just not worth it. Uh, if if you've got if you place value on peace and happiness, uh, then yeah, don't don't do that to yourself. <laughs> and, uh, and so that that's secluded from from unwholesome states, um, sensuality, ill will. Dull, dullness and and sort of uh, dullness, lassitude, sloth and torpor. Those are it's an unwholesome state. Just le- it, it, training the training the mind, learning how to pay attention, taking an interest in in the. Of the the things that have real value. It's like uh, Ajahn Chah was was once asked, you know, why he didn't take much interest in uh, in the news or so or, or social issues, and he said, "Well, I'm." Uh, I'm 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 interested in things that have an end to them, and <laughs> and and you know so the Buddhist teaching is looking for an ending, looking for a compl- for a completion. It's not sort of looking for an annihilation, but it's looking looking for a completion. Where do you find fulfillment and completion? So finding something settling. So that the, the teachings of the Buddha are, are all about that which takes one to a point of completion and finishing. Uh, and so that to take an interest in that. And that takes an, uh, an it does take an interest. And you don't, um, this is not liberation through dullness. It's liberation, that's one of the descriptions of of the say of the word uh, or meanings literal meanings of the word Buddha is to awake one who is awakened uh, and and for 
us to experience and taste the flavor of what what the Buddha is pointing to, we need to be awake, we need to be alert, we need to be present. Uh, and that, because yeah, dullness is an unwholesome state. It's not, um, uh, I mean, it's interesting in the sense of, you know, like from a, more like a, a Western or Judeo-Christian sense, something that's like, Kind of sinful, or uh, you know, uh, is is seen as you know something harmful. But but say for the Buddha, like dullness and and that kind of lassitude of mind is unwholesome in that it uh, you're not harming anybody else really, but you're harming yourself uh, by not giving attention, proper attention to to things. So just learning how to give proper attention to a neutral object, the breath coming in, the breath going out, your posture, uh, your mood, your mental state. Uh, there's a, a, a brightness of heart that is, is required to be cultivated for that. So that is that Paying attention to uh, to the to the breath, uh, paying attention to the uh, to the posture, uh, stepping back, uh, secluded from unwholesome states, restlessness, worry, um, is the Buddhist is an is a hindrance. It's an unwholesome mental state. Uh, and learning how to n relinquish the obsession because we think somehow that if we worry about it it's going to you know uh, i mean if if we don't do it who's going to do it you know <laughs> it's like you know there's, there's some feeling of a like necessity that it really needs to be worried about and but it's not really true at all. Um, so that that sense of uh, relinquishing that, that restless learn again learning how to be to rest in contentment and contentment requires mindfulness requires clarity requires again waking up uh, to the to kind of the beauty and peace of this present moment uh, and there's these are just your five basic hindrances that the Buddha points to and, but it's helpful to get a, a, a reflection around it or to uh, try to make it more um, again not rather than sort of ticking it off as a list of, from a book you've read um, how do you experience it how do you what's what's the feeling what's it feel when you relinquish when you uh, or when you sustain attention in a way that there it's not arising uh, so sort of the uh, it's not just the uh, you say the relinquishing or, or or letting go of a hindrance it's also uh, what do you do for the non-arising 
of those hindrances. So say the non-arising of sensual desire, non-arising of aversion, non-arising of of, uh, of dullness, non-arising of restlessness, non-arising of doubt. Um, it's not that you need to be propping up some belief that uh, I don't have any doubt. Uh, it's sort of, well, how do you dwell in confidence and faith? In 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 the truth of the Buddha's exper- of, of his teaching, or the uh, confidence and faith in the uh, uh, in the uh, the experience of peace. Um, so it's this is the sense of exploring the the nuances of uh, of the practice and, and and the training, and particularly with so, with the breath, with the the meditation itself, it's because on a moment-to-moment experience, how do we sustain mindfulness and clear comprehension? How do we sustain a sense of clarity and well-being? Because uh, those are the say the both uh, uh, the tools that we rely on uh, for for the meditation, but the, uh, it's also a goal that we're uh, working towards or aspiring to or, or laying the foundation for. So just to be able to explore that, and particularly as we <coughs> begin this. Um, Period of the the uh, the Vasa period, the range retreat period. Um, you know, go back and review your your. You know, how do I relate to something as fundamental as the refuges? Because it's something we hear about right from the the very beginning of of our interest in Buddhist practice. Um, but that 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 relationship to to the refuges of Buddha Dhamma Sangha, relationship to our uh, our sila, our our conduct of, with integrity and virtue. Uh, how do we use it as a basis of uplift and 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 gratification, delight, um, and then similarly with the the developing of our formal meditation. I mean, there's the continuity of mindfulness that we want to be developing in our day-to-day life. But then when we sit down, we have the time to sit down and meditate. How do we keep it interesting? How do we keep an interest sustained um, within the heart? And so it's it's an ongoing question, uh, and how do we open ourselves to the to the experience of contentment, and peace, and 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 an inner happiness, and delight in and delight in truth, delight in delight in the Dhamma, because uh, it's uh, 
it's something that you know in our 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 chant, like the morning chanting. There's a phrase that describes the the, the dhamma that the Buddha taught as beautiful in the beginning, beautiful in the middle, beautiful in the end. And I think it's just how do we approach that, experience that, and delight in that, that beauty of truth. So I'll offer that for reflection this evening. Okay, so this is our lunar observance, and uh, I've been away for a few days, and I'm not quite sure uh, what the schedule is. I assume it's probably a, a uh, optional visual, but uh, for those who are going to keep the visual, and just to uh, uh, yeah, opportunity for. Uh, Continuing one's uh, practice, meditation through the evening, tea at midnight, puja at, at three in the morning, uh, and uh, if not, and uh, I'm definitely not going to be doing that. I'm out of steam. <laughs> I was out of steam before I got back here. <laughs> so. Um, <coughs> Uh, but also there's a, a couple announcements that uh, Jun Chunda left. Uh, he's gone in to teach at the Sudhana Center this evening, probably taken a few. Um, we, we passed the, uh, the, the Prius with, with, with people in it uh, on, on uh, West Road, so there's a gang of them heading in. Um, but uh, he said to let people know that uh, he will, Ajahn uh, Chunda will need the DV left where it is. It's probably parked over there um, or wherever it is because he needs to use it uh, tonight and tomorrow. Uh, and then also uh, let people know there is a, a live gas line next to where the DV is parked and we should be very careful parking there. So there's a, yeah, We've got, uh, well, PG&E has got a tank at the back of the, of, the, of the dining hall. And then it's sort of, there's a line that's sort of into our mains so that we have gas to use. Um, they're, they're doing a big test on their big mains gas line that, that, that runs the front of the monastery. And... Uh, uh, they've had to close that all down, and and they've. But anyway, they've got to. So be careful of that. And make sure you. One, if you're parking the DV, not to run over stuff, uh, or if you're happen to have a sharp object in your in your hand, uh, you're not testing it on just random lines that are. <laughs> <laughs> for the fun of it, just to see what happens. <laughs> uh, okay, we could uh, close the evening with... <laughs> 